I am at the age where most of my friends are in the Christmas card sending stage of their life. It's very interesting to see what people think is the most important family picture that they have for the last 12 months and the picture that they have selected to send to everyone this year. As I was just looking through the ones I have received this year alone, I realize the selected pictures kind of fall into a few different categories. Some people show you how many dogs they have. Some people update you on their children's ages and activities. Some people choose a picture of a vacation or a major event in life. One family just chose a picture of them making out. It was weird. It was their wedding photo, but whatever. But there's a lot of pressure to pick the perfect Christmas card photo. Because in a small space of about four inches by six inches, it has to give a good and accurate depiction of your family. In just a quick glance at the photo, I should know who your family is, how it's grown, and who you are as people. And generally, it shows what is most important to you as a family. That's a lot of pressure for a snapshot. And when it comes to the snapshot we have in Scripture of the Holy Family, we don't have a lot to go on. We don't have the first recorded disagreement of Mary and Joseph and what it was about. We don't have an account of Jesus learning and growing as a toddler and being put in time out. We don't know how Jesus grew knowing his earthly father was Joseph, but his origin was divine from God the Father. We basically have four stories about young Jesus before he starts his public ministry. We have the account of the Annunciation, the Nativity, today's Gospel account of bringing Jesus to the temple for his circumcision, the flight into Egypt, and the finding of Jesus in the temple. That's it. But even though we only have a small amount of stories that were passed down through the Scripture, the Church still thinks that the Holy Family, compromised of Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, is such a good example for us to follow that we have this feast day following Christmas every year. From the few accounts of the Holy Family, we can recognize in them the perfect love of God and trust in His will that we should all follow. I heard someone joking one time how frustrating it must have been for Joseph to live with two perfect and sinless people. And while I understand what they meant by it, it seems to be that the much more difficult thing is to live in the families that we do. We, who are unperfect people, living with other unperfect people. Where misunderstanding and insult happen so quickly and so easily. The place where we transgress the easiest against others because we know that no matter what, they have to love us, their family. Something that Christmas cards and the Holy Family have in common is the presentation of a perfect family. The Christmas cards we send make it seem like our families never fight, like nothing ever goes wrong, like we have not faced hardship or trial during the year. Because in this moment, when everyone is looking at the camera in matching outfits, we are showing that we love each other so much. While the Holy Family was the perfect family, they still had their share of hardships and trials. 
Today's gospel is an account of a beautiful moment of prophecy fulfilled. Simeon, the representative of the Old Testament, recognizes the author of the New Testament, Jesus, and he gives praise and thanks to God for it. He says, Finally, Lord, your long-awaited promise is fulfilled. I can now die a happy man. And it says of Mary and Joseph that they were both amazed at the words of Simeon. But this joyful moment is cut short in the life of the Holy Family as Simeon turns towards Mary and utters another prophecy. He tells Mary that she will be pierced by a sword because of her son. He doesn't try and soften the blow either and say, Oh, well, of course, I'm only speaking metaphorically. He just throws it out there that this miraculous child is going to be the rise and fall of many nations. And because of that, Mary will be pierced by a sword. Now, it doesn't say that Mary took back her baby and fled out of fear. It doesn't say that Joseph punched Simeon because he was threatening his wife. But rather, the Holy Family, like in all things, trusted in God in the midst of trial and continued to live in the moment of joy. Living in joy of the moment doesn't mean that everything is perfect and happy and artificial. Eventually, in the life of the Holy Family, Mary and Jesus would have to deal with the death of Joseph and the pain that that brought. Mary would have to watch as the Pharisees plotted openly against her son. She would have to endure it without Joseph by her side to support her when Jesus was put on trial and put to death. And even in those most painful moments, those moments when hope seemed so bleak, Mary and Jesus continued to be joyful in the moment. During the Passion, Jesus and Mary had a small amount of joy because of the hope that they had in the promises of God. They knew that even through tragedy, God was accomplishing his work of salvation and was going to make everything better. This is why the church uses the example of Abraham today. We read about the impossible conception of Isaac, and then Abraham is put to the test and asked to sacrifice Isaac. And through it all, he knows that the Lord will do something to make it right. He chooses to trust the Lord in everything. So when we contrast the Holy Family to our own, we may be a little discouraged seeing how perfect they were and how imperfect we are. But we should not despair. Rather, we should be joyful. For just as a hospital is the place for people who are sick, the Catholic Church is the place for broken and damaged people. Pope Francis described the church one time as a field hospital for sinners. It's the place that we come as families, whole, partial, irregular, and we don't have to pretend to be perfect. The one thing that all of us can say that we share here tonight, because we are here tonight, is that we are all a little screwed up. And the second thing that we have in common, because we are here tonight, is that we all desire to be a little less screwed up. So we are here to exchange our garbage for the Lord's grace. We are here to put on Christ, Christ, so that this week we might be a little better to our family members. We might be a little less quick to yell, a little less judgmental,
a little more willing to call a family member, a little more willing to accept one of our family members who might not be living the way that we wish they were. Not that we have to accept their actions, but that we accept them as a person whom we love. And this is why the Holy Family is given to us as the exemplar of familial living. It's the goal we aspire to even in our imperfection. So this week, put away your pride. Call someone in your family and tell them that you love them. Whether it's been since yesterday that you told them, or whether it's been 40 years or more, choose to trust that God has perfectly placed those imperfect people in your family, because only you can love them the way that they need it. In this year of St. Joseph, may you develop a love for the Holy Family who was placed under his protection. May you know the comfort of our Mother Mary as she always keeps watch and prays for you and with you. And may the prayers of both Mary and Joseph bring you even more close to their Son, our Lord Jesus Christ.